Hello, everyone. I'm Mike Fingeroff, a technologist with the Catapult High-Level Synthesis Group. With me is Ellie Burns, Director of Marketing for the Catapult product line. Today, we will discuss the different compute platforms and their limitations, which is leading to a surge of new platform development. We'll discuss the many challenges that hardware designers face as they try to move AI to IoT edge devices. A good example of AI in the cloud is that, you know, every day as I'm kind of doing uh, paper searches and things like that, my newsfeed is continuously popping up with new articles that are talking about the latest and greatest developments in AI and ML, you know, particularly trying to move to the edge. So what are uh, some of the challenges of implementing, you know, the latest cutting edge neural network algorithms on today's compute platforms? That's a really interesting question because... You know, I told you earlier that the algorithms were constantly changing. And so from a, now we're kind of into our expertise with this, you know, well, how does this really work? How does this really work between hardware and software and all that? And typically, if you want maximum flexibility, then you basically write your AI and ML in software. So that means running on a CPU, like a like an Intel processor, like it's in your laptop or other processors that are in the cloud. That's what's typically the most flexible. But what we're starting to see is that does just does not have enough compute power. So then people were using GPU. And if you remember kind of the history of a GPU, right, you knew of NVIDIA as your gaming platform. Well, the GPU really found a, a new life because if it was very, very good at parallel processing, which is what was needed for all of these, these big networks. It had the compute and horsepower in order to actually run these networks. And then we've also saw Google coming along with TPU. So all of these things are, are programmable. And that's great. That's really what, what we need. And the algorithms are changing all the time. It needs to be very, very flexible. However, we're starting to see this second wave where because these are so compute intensive, they use a monstrous amounts of, of energy, right? So let me give you a quick example. So ResNet I was talking about before, we talk about you know, doing you know, multiply and accumulate and filters and things like that. ResNet takes 3.87 billion multiply accumulate operations per image. So imagine taking a video that's got thousands of images just in a couple of seconds. It takes 3.87 billion operations for just one. So you have billions and billions of math operations just to do a single video. So I have another one, like the Baidu Chinese speech recognition takes 20 billion, billion math operations. So this is really causing us to go into an explosion of kind of new compute platforms. The industry now is saying, okay, whoa, CPU and GPU, TPU, these things are just can't handle the load and they're way too much power. So... This is causing in our industry really an explosion in looking at different silicon platforms in order to get the performance up and keep the power down. And so, for example, we're seeing a, a huge drive to in, in multiple companies, and this is why we're seeing uh, also a, a gigantic investment in the semiconductor industry. They're really looking to improve the, the tops, basically the, the trillion operations per second or inferencing per second. But they're also looking at tops per per watt. So what we're finding is this explosion of having to find new and different ways and new and 
hardware platforms to be able to deal with the, the energy. A couple of examples, like, right, so the Google TPU, we've got Wave Compute, GraphCore. But what I think is really interesting, we're starting to see a couple of companies and a couple devices out there that are looking more brain-like, which is really fascinating, right? So, you know, analog, when I first started my career, analog was like old school, right? So that's the, you know, it was really the old guys that were doing analog, right? So now what we're starting to see is analog significantly lowers the power, right? So now we're starting to see on the inference side, companies like Mythic and Sentient and Falcon, Rain Neuromorphics are bringing analog into the mix so that they can drop the power by orders of magnitude. And that's really more, you know, trying to emulate how how our brains work. And there's even new research and new networks for things like spiking neural networks. So more and more closely being able to emulate what our brains do, which have had, you know, millions and millions of years of evolution to, to get it right at the lowest possible power. So far today, if we look at the state of the art in both training and inferencing, what we're seeing right now is that, you know, training is happening offline on GPU farms somewhere in the cloud where you've got the the compute power, but you're expending a lot of energy and you have to kind of do this offline processing of the data. As we see more and more applications moving to the edge, do you foresee this kind of split between training and inferencing uh, changing over time? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so at first, you know, a lot of the big changes in the market, not a lot of those, the new ICs and the new platforms I was telling you about were really targeting the data center. And that's still where a lot of the investment is. But what we're starting to see is it looks like the investment at the edge is going to, you know, for all intents and purposes, surpass that. You really that is where we're seeing the, the fastest growth uh, because you really need to be able to do that inference closer to where the data is coming in. Right? It's much more energy efficient to process the data locally. So let's say, for example, you have your glasses that are processing an image as, as you're seeing them. It takes a tremendous amount of energy to actually connect to the internet and pass that entire image all of that streams of images up to the cloud to have any processing done and then have it come back to your glasses. It's much more energy efficient to process bits and pieces of it as much as you can, you know, at the edge and then be able to then send only what you need back up to the cloud. So we're definitely seeing on the inferencing side that the that the edge is where we need to do the investment and therefore much, much lower power solutions. But we're also seeing that many of the companies want to be able to say, okay, I need to also be able to learn. I've got all this new data coming in. So for sure, they want to be able to do inferencing at the edge. But we're starting to also see, ah, can we have the same kind of platform and infrastructure to be able to do some limited amount of learning and training at the edge? And then kind of lastly, if we think about I've kind of told you it's you know billions of operations and all of this kind of weights and memory. One of the things that's maybe not quite so obvious to everybody, I've told you about all the complexity, but one of the biggest problems here that causes all of the energy is the data movement. So it's not just the, the core compute that I was telling you about that 
uh, is causing the, the energy consumption, but it's really about moving around these data sets, right? So I've got millions and millions of these weights, and they have to be efficiently moved through the computational units. And one of the things that uh, folks are finding out there is that the energy that is used by a complete inference is very dependent on how much data that you have to move around. So just think about, you know, you don't want to move that data all the way up into the cloud and then all the way back. You want to efficiently process that locally as best as you can in the most efficient way possible. Because right now what it's all about is getting the power down. We have to get the power down to be able to do this at the edge. Thanks again, Ellie. It's an exciting time in AI as we see new silicon solutions being created to support new applications. The balance of performing the billions of calculations on massive data sets on silicon versus the cloud seems to be a huge challenge. Tune into our next podcast where Ellie and I will discuss the gaps in the current silicon design flow and the challenges of creating a more generic solution for AI. AI.